Hey folks, it's Pastor Jennifer Hodson from Bryan Community Church. We are located in Bryan, Texas. We are a new church plant at just seven months old now, and uh, we are just excited about what God is doing here in Bryan, Texas. If you are joining for the first time, thank you for logging on. What I'd like to do every week is just re-record my sermon that I preached on Sunday. Uh, the reason being is that we don't have the capabilities to live stream. And so um, that has certainly been a way that we reach out and connect with men and women, not only in our own community, but over um, across, uh, you know, many, many boundaries here in the United States. And so we are excited that you are a part of it. Um, before we get started in the message for the day, um, I just want to lift up, I'm wearing a chosen shirt. You might see this. Um, this is one of the ministries that our church has just grasped a hold of. Uh, basically, uh, with my sister and worship leader, Sarah Hadley, she's the director of Chosen, Bryan College Station. Um, its home base is Erie, Pennsylvania, but we have a pavilion or a location here in Bryan, Texas. And what we do is collect gently used medical supplies and um, we refurbish them and then get them out into the hands of folks who might have a need. And so we are always looking for wheelchairs or um, any kind of medical supplies that, that you can think of uh, to help, you know, pass along the, the love of Christ, you know, through these durable medical supplies. So if you have any extra, uh, maybe a loved one has used them and they don't have a need any longer, we will take them at 2404 North Texas Avenue in Bryan and uh, make sure that, that we get those into to folks' um, homes where there is a need. And I'm going to share with you just a picture I left there earlier today. Um, here is a picture of a gentleman. He picked up uh, the shower chair and he's going to take it home and use this for his wife. I asked permission uh, to take a picture um, of him and, and this uh, durable medical supply item just to kind of get the word out. And so um, we also take donations. Uh, you can visit us at bryancommunitychurch.org. Uh, you can reach out to us at Brian Community Church on Instagram or Facebook to get more information. But uh, with that being said, I would like to transition into the message that I shared this past week. Uh, we are talking about heaven on earth. And, um, you know, one of the, the greatest things that was shared to me when I was um, in seminary and going through my ordination process is that you don't have to wait until you die to get to heaven. Now, again, uh, this was a very transformational, uh, transformational time in my life because I was drawing closer to God and I was just pouring into my heart and my mind um, as much as I, I could. And I still do, and I still, I still do that. But um, particularly when this was said to me, it was, it was new for me to hear because I thought, well, you know, like I always just thought that eternity came um, after you die, right? You get to, to spend eternity with heaven if you put your trust and hope in Jesus Christ. And that is true. However, we get glimpses of the kingdom of God, heaven on earth, when we see God at work through men, women, children all across the world. So when we see glimpses of God at work, um, that's eternity. And we get to partake in that if we so choose and if we so choose to look for it. And so... Um, I just love that idea, and we are going to continue to unpack it, particularly through the Beatitudes today and over the next few weeks. Um, but before, but before.
even get to scripture, um, I'd like to share with you what I did this past Sunday. Now, you're gonna have to forgive me because I can't repeat what I did on Sunday uh, because it's just impossible. If I could hand you something through uh, this screen, I would, but I can't. Uh, so instead, I brought with me um, a tool to help me. This, if you are not familiar with Old Bay, then let me tell you, you are missing out. You see, I am from Maryland and this is a staple in our house. Um, we love Old Bay seasoning. Uh, I give my husband a hard time because he says, oh, it's just seasoning salt. No, don't ever call it seasoning salt um, to a Marylander because this has its own name. You use it correctly. This is Old Bay. And we put this on all kinds of seafood, shrimp and crabs and crab dip. And so what uh, I did this past Sunday is I actually brought in some homemade crab dip covered seasoned deliciousness um, with Old Bay seasoning. And I talked about, you know, when I was a kid, we used to have what was called show and tell. And what we would do is we would bring something that was important to us and we would uh, show it off and then, then talk about it. And, um, you know, some folks, they were invited to have, um, their parents come and talk to the class and they would bring their parent in, in in a uniform or whatever it is that they that they wore to work and then they would talk about what their parent did for a living or sometimes the parent would talk about what they did for a living with the class and i was talking about show and tell you know how important it is that we can physically see and sometimes taste and touch an item to fully wrap our minds around it. And this idea of show and tell um, spoke to me in the sense that this is what Jesus did, that Jesus didn't just talk about his faith, but he did it, he lived it out so people could see it. And they could see that, that God has broken through um, a very difficult uh, time period and Jesus came to, to show and then tell about the kingdom of God. And that's what Christ did all throughout his life and ministry. In fact, before we even get to the Beatitudes, before we get to what is known as the Sermon on the Mount, before Jesus started to preach, uh, he showed the people who he was by his actions. And in fact, if you want to follow in Matthew chapter four, I'm just gonna read this to you quickly. Um, we are told that Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Jesus healed the people. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. So before Jesus started to preach about his ministry, he was already healing those who had ailments and were in need. And this is something that, that we need to understand, um, that Jesus doesn't just want us to to talk about our faith. He doesn't want us to just preach it. He doesn't want us to, to unpack it and defend it um, because we need to do all of those things. Don't hear me you know, disregard any of that because we have to study the word of God. 
but we we can't just study the word of God and then throw our hands up and say, we know it, we've got it memorized, we're moving on. Um, because instead what we need to do is study the word of God, unpack it, wrestle with it, and you can debate about it. But at the end of the day, you've got to take what you're learning and putting it into practice. And that's what Jesus did. He didn't just talk about his faith, but he lived it. He practiced it. And then after showing people that he was the son of God, that he had the almighty God in him, the ability to, to bring healing uh, to a, a, a broken world, to hurting people, then he stepped back and he, he talked about it and he preached on it and he taught it. And so that's where we find ourselves in the Beatitudes is Jesus, he's already been proving uh, to the people who were watching and listening who he was. And then he started to unpack um, through the Beatitudes, okay? So you wanna be a kingdom people, you wanna bring healing to the world. So now I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna put words um, with my actions and that's what he was doing. And so um, I also wanna share this, that that this message is for a group of people um, during the day. And I think this is going to translate to us today. But the group of people, they were hurting. And you can see that um, he brought healing to those who were suffering pain, demon possessed, those having seizures, they were paralyzed and Jesus healed them. Now to understand first century Judaism, uh, you in this text, you need to understand um, that it was a very difficult time for the people to, to live. You see, because if you were ill, if you were physically unable uh, to take care of yourself, to provide for your family, um, to make money, to bring an income in, man, not only were you challenged because um, you, you physically were hurting oftentimes, um, but then you were also emotionally hurting as well as financially hurting uh, and then spiritually hurting. Why? Because when you lived in first century Judaism and if you weren't able to make um, any kind of money by working, you still had to pay taxes. There was no welfare system um, to help folks. There were new free um, clinics that people could go to. Uh, the, the folks were dependent on an income but they couldn't get it, they couldn't get the help. So you can imagine how, how hard that would have been to, to live. Uh, the Roman government, they didn't care. Uh, what they cared about was getting their money to pay, um, you know, to, to line their pockets, um, to support the government. The people, they still had to pay taxes. Now, can you imagine trying to pay taxes and not having the ability to work? I mean, where would your income come from? Well, and, and that's it. They would have to beg along the street for money um, to feed themselves, but then also that money would be taken from them, uh, from the government. So it was just a very unfair system. Um, they weren't able to care for their families. Uh, it was often believed that if you were hurt and you were diseased and you were sick, that somehow you made the decision uh, to sin against God or sin against someone else. And so you were pushed to the side, you were blamed for your own ailments, uh, which was just really unfair. And you can see the system was a really unfair system. And can you imagine if that was you, what would you do? Left to, to beg and then left along uh, the side of the road or, or off to, to fend for yourself. It would have been a very, very, um, physically difficult time, but uh, emotionally 
very lonely time. And so, so you can see how desperate these folks were to, to reach out um, for Jesus to, to just simply touch someone and bring healing to them. And so Jesus really became this, this hope for them. Finally, uh, they could, they could you know, get a reprieve that they could return back to work if they were healed and they could provide for themselves, they could provide for their families, they could pay their taxes. And so Jesus' healing was really just all around blessing for these folks. And so, you know, as we think about who Jesus is, that, that this is the good news, that, that Jesus brought hope and wholeness to people. And so as we read uh, the stories of Christ and as we unpack it, we find ourselves, um, you know, just being humbled because one, we don't live in a society, uh, at least in the United States, um, as these folks lived. We, we don't have to, to beg on the street corner. Um, and the good news is that that Christ, he doesn't leave us alone in our suffering, that he reaches out to us. Um, and we see that when we look around at, at Chosen, at a ministry like Chosen, because it's a group of people who said, you know what, we know there's a need in our community and we are going to volunteer our time and we're gonna take up uh, collections and donations and we are going to, to bring in the wheelchairs and the shower chairs and the potty chairs and, and all of the, the things that, that folks need and we're going to refurbish them, we're going to make sure they're safe, and then we're going to get them out into the hands of people who are in need. And in doing that, we are seeing glimpses of Jesus who did that very thing in first century Judaism. We see glimpses of Jesus who lived out his faith, and now we are seeing him living out his faith through Chosen or through Habitat for Humanity or through um, any church or organization that is living and loving like Christ. And so we don't have to wait for us to die to see and to feel the hope and life that comes in Christ. And then we also get to participate in it that Jesus gives us the opportunity to, to live out our faith and to help bring hope to other people. And so this is basically um, the message of, of this passage. And then Jesus will take the, the Beatitudes and he'll talk about them and he'll explain to them. And we're not gonna get in the weeds here today, but instead, I just want to, to leave you with this message. You know, are we living out our faith? Are we practicing what we preach? You know, because if, if I stay behind a desk all day, well, there aren't any people here. My, my children might come and go. My husband might come and go. Uh, but I don't have the opportunity to, to help others who are in need. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And he brought hope. And it doesn't have to be um, physical ailments that we can help folks with. It can be the, the emotional ones. You know, there are many people in this world who just need someone to talk to and to listen. You know, maybe that is our call to, to be the hands and feet of Christ to show that the kingdom of earth is right now. If we take the time to, to pick up a phone and call a loved one who we know is going through a difficult time, or if we see someone, um, you know, who just looks troubled, um, we can be out in the park and see this and just go over to them and to speak to them. I mean, that's 
Christ living in and through us. That is the gospel. And so I want to encourage you, how can you show and tell about your faith? You know, at Chosen, we get to, to show it by handing somebody a wheelchair. But then we also get to, to tell about our faith by talking about why we do what we do and, you know, how we support the ministry. And, you know, I had the opportunity yesterday to, to help hand out a wheelchair. And then I asked, you know, the woman like, hey, you know, is there anything that I can pray, um, pray for, for you and for your family? And we sat there with Miss Linda and we held hands in the middle of the parking lot and we prayed, you know, because we can also meet that spiritual need. And let the, the, the people around us know that they're not alone and that there are people in this world who care. And that ultimately, the people in this world who care, they've got the, the heart of Christ living in them. And that's God who, who sends us forth. And so, brothers and sisters, I just wonder where you are today and who God has placed on your heart. And how can you show and tell your faith? How can you show folks that Christ is alive and he's living and he's living through you. It's not a phone call. It's not a wheelchair. Maybe it's dinner. Maybe it's sitting down with somebody who hasn't sat down with somebody across the, the table for a long time. And we just show up. And we just be Christ, be love, be in relationship. Because that's what God did for us. He was in a relationship with us. He loved us and he cared for us and he came down on this earth for us to give us hope that no matter what we're going through, we're not alone and that there is eternal life if we put our faith and our trust in him. And so let's there share what we have found in Christ with the next person that we meet, the next heartthrob that reminds us of someone that God has placed in our life that we are to connect with and to care for. Brothers and sisters, hear the, new, hear the good news and live out the good news.